Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Fat and the Furious returns, but can they get along? Myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer breaking down everything from AEW Dynamite last night. Hater versus Sheeta steals the show. And a surprise run-in phone call from the guy dropping the MFR bombs, Rick Ross. Yes, the big boss, Ricky Rose himself, calls in to give his thoughts on what happened last night on Dynamite. Dreamer, bully, fat and furious, busted open podcast, turn it up. We were just listening to Ricky Starks throwing grenades at Chris Jericho. <clears throat> After the, the segment was over, Tommy, we had uh, Swagger Hager come to the ring and blast Andretti, uh, not Andretti, and blast Swagger from behind. Starks. Uh, Starks, thank you very much from behind. And then the JAS ganged up on him. Now, here came the, the young white meat baby face in Andretti to make the save. You said you liked the save. I like your idea about the final move. I like that where Starks could have counted the one, two, three on Jericho. However, <clears throat> I thought that was a bit of a strong save. I don't know if it was believable for, and I see you shaking your head in agreement already. I don't know if it was believable for that kid to make such a strong save. Maybe they should have thrown a misdirection in there, but for that one kid, Andretti, to be able to, uh, to beat up just about everybody in the ring, I felt was a bit ambitious. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're, you're right. Um, and how they were just waiting on him to do the moves was another thing. I've said this in a lot of television shows. How come my good guys don't ever have any friends? And I like the fact that this kid came down and I agree with, you know, this is, I, Jericho swings his bat. Anybody can duck the bat. He blasts two guys that are standing right there. Boom, turns around, hits Jericho. Now Starks is up. That's what, instead of everyone trying, like you said, they making this kid 
very, very like, you know, it's like the rocks hitting the ring or Steve Austin's hitting the ring. It's much different from a kid. The people were again, hundred percent behind it. But when you say, you know, that or swing the Jericho back, double drop, kick the two guys, boom, they go down. Now that once a guy goes down, the numbers are up, take out Jericho Starks is your bigger star. Starks does his, you know, the damage. And then, you know, like I said, the kid hits his move on Jericho Starks, then one ups Jericho, which, you know, now we're going to have Starks and Jericho. This kid could be involved in it. But it, I, from what I saw, yes, again, the, the crowd likes it, but you're, you're 100% in agreement. I said it too with the how the guys were just sitting there waiting on him. You don't have to sit there and wait on somebody. You can literally, he does a move, punch, go to shoot him, reverse, he hits the same move. That I mean, it's so, so simple as opposed to waiting for somebody. You and I have been in riots. You and I have been in real bar fights. You and I have fought. And it's you don't really wait on people. It's if they're not there, you know, F it. Let's go do something else. Seeing action Andretti, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to defeat Chris Jericho and catch one on Chris Jericho. Um you know, last week reminded me of at the end of the first round of Rocky, where Rocky catches that uppercut out of nowhere and just completely catches Apollo off guard the way Andretti caught Jericho off guard. The sun can shine on a dog's ass any given day on of the week. You never know. It's kind of like you know, the worst team in the NFL can beat the best. Listen, the Jaguars pulled it out of their ass to beat the Cowboys, um, you know, last week. The worst team in the NFL could beat the best team <clears throat> in the NFL. You never know when it's going to happen. My point is seeing Andretti be able to pull one out of his ass and beat Jericho is believable. But seeing Andretti come down and be able to fight off the entire JAS, to me, not very believable. And you talked about the moves. I don't like it when baby faces come in and hit moves to make the save. I think it should always be about your fists. Tommy, when you as a baby face would come to a ring to make a save, what moves were you hitting? Uh, I don't have a lot of moves, but... Uh punches <laughs> and if exactly. i was going to defend definity uh, i don't know the word uh lay somebody out it was with my dvd or, or a dvd a ddt or a dvd you're right. gonna lay somebody out lay somebody out but you're coming in fist to flying like a real fight you know i always talk about it it's special teams it's hit or be hit and you have to run down as fast as you can hit you know, punch, punch, kick. you do whatever you can. And then when space is created, then you can hit a move. Or if there's a dip or a swerve, uh, like I had no, we'll talk about it later. It was a much different run in uh, than Soraya uh, came in much different. The, um, but it's also your, your status, this unknown kid who's now becoming, you know, somewhat known and, you know, he does the thing. It was a good piece of business. The people were hot for it. There was just, as always, there's other ways to, uh, you know, do things that could have just continued to make it better. And then my little addition of of him hitting 
Jericho with his move, Starks counting out. It's another F. It's now an a severe F you to Jericho, which now we'll see Jericho get pissed off. And then Jericho lets, lights the kid face on fire. And okay, now that's one. And now I'm going to go towards you, you know, Ricky Starks. If I'm producing that segment, I'm having Andretti hit the ring. I'm having all of the heels bump, uh, bump and feed for him. Really fiery. I'm having I'm having uh, Jake Hager come running at the kid. The kid ducking out of the way. Hager takes out one of the guys from the JES. Andretti dumps Hager over the top rope. Turn, ducks the Jericho bat, hits another guy in JAS. Yada, yada. Use movement. Use fists of flying. Use kicks. And then the springboard high cross body or whatever he hit on Jericho, the springboard forearm. Now I'm in agreement with your uh, suggestion. Uh, covers Jericho. One, two, three. The kid slides out. Jericho pops up wide-eyed like, what the hell just happened? And Ricky Starks is looking at Jericho laughing his ass off. And that's how you create a segment. Now, don't get me wrong. The AEW fans were very behind that segment. But for the most part, AEW fans will consume whatever AEW is feeding them at the time. But that segment, you know, you made fun of me yesterday about, oh, I'm going to tighten the screws. Well, yeah, those screws could have been tightened to make Andretti look even more effective than he did. Well, uh, it's also when you're talking about moves or your move set, we don't know your moves. We know what you won with. I think it was a running shooting star. You're an unknown. Nothing you you can hit the coolest move ever. Like you're not Randy Orton with the RKO. If this same move, and yes, dude, this is nitpicking, but not really because it would have made this segment just a little bit better. There's another thing that you have if it's, two against four, there's a baseball bat in the ring. If you're going to bring that bat out there, the swing, he could swing, miss, double drop, kick two guys or double clothesline two guys. Hager is with Starks, turns around, Jericho swings and misses again and then hits that flying cross body, gets on top of him, mounts him, pop, 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 because now Ricky Starks, who's your bigger star, does all the damage, does all the work. Um, then he hits the move, counts him out. You're, you're, we're just giving a different opinion of what was, you know, you you like, you didn't really care for it. Uh, I liked it, but this is how things could always be better. And and again, it's Monday morning quarterbacking. The segment was a win. No, I don't think it's Monday morning quarterbacking because I, I hate that when people accuse us or me of Monday morning quarterbacking because these are suggestions that I would have made if I was standing right there. This is no, not I know me. that, but you're not there. That's why I'm saying we're okay. just going, we're just going from what, uh, you know, what we saw on television. We're not there. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchicks. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchicks Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, joining you on a Thursday. Thanks to the nation for tuning in. I don't even know <laughs> where to start with this segment. So what I'm going to do is start with the positive. Nice. You know, let me just rake your eyes for half a segment, uh, half a second. When I saw this thing go down. I literally said, oh, God, I got to be on the show with you tomorrow. And then when I found out late at night that Dave wasn't going to be here. By the way, Dave, don't know if you're listening. I think you are. Hope you feel better. Um, I was like, how am I? How is this going to be addressed? <laughs> yeah. Um, Ufa. I'm going to start with the positive of the segment. Nice. You, you may have turned over a new leaf. The pop. No, no. <laughs> Because I'm going to bury the fuck out of it after I get the positive out of the way. Um, The positive was the visual of Keith Lee being laid out on the steps. The cinder block on Keith Lee's gut. And Swerve doing the double leg stomp to the cinder black block which shattered nicely it reminded me of you in the ecw arena when they put the cinder block on your balls who was it who did that to you again bruise brothers held my feet and arms brian lee destroyed me with a chair right and um i still think that that was more effective because they did it to your man parts than to your gut but that was the positive of the segment today i thought that was a really cool visual on how to take somebody out i thought it was effective when swerve was standing on the top rope i was nervous because when keith lee is laying down you know keith lee has a nice big darby he's got a nice big belly like that 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 cinder block is not necessarily laying on a flat surface so i was worried for swerve when he landed like will his ankles give out will he miss there was a lot of things that could have went wrong with the movement and the physicality in that move but it went really well it looked cool and now i'm done those are the positives of the segment. If I could add to your positive, I agree exactly because I said at least the end result worked and hopefully most people will just remember uh, the finish, as we like to say. 
Um, from my own experience, uh, I kind of was brought back the cinder block into wrestling for a little bit, uh, was used a lot. Then they went away with it. Then it kind of came back. Uh, it's a hard one. Um, when that happened to me, I remember at each where they say you have a hip pointer and you have two hips. I had a horrible bruising on where the points of the cinder block were from the impact of the chair now of someone crushing me. And as you know, and uh, fans will see tonight when bully Ray or Tommy dreamer have a chair, uh, we, you know how to use a chair and uh, Brian Lee kabonged me with that chair and left its mark for last night with um, swerve. I thought the same exact feelings was man, if this cinder block doesn't break or, Man, he could hit it and, and it could just roll off. There's so many different things that, you know, could have gone wrong. The end result that didn't go wrong was the end piece of business. Destroyed the cinder block, showed weakness, or this is what it takes to hurt a giant man like Keith Lee. And uh, so, yes, that was the the positive aspect for me as well. Great. Now that we both agree on the positive, tell me what you thought about the rest of the segment. And do not hold back. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. No, um, no. Well, no, I just didn't you, think you, it. No, just hang on. I just didn't think it was uh, a best representation of how to get to that where they wanted it. Um, Rick Ross, polarizing figure. Um, besides dropping the F-bomb, you, you have to, you know, when you're dealing with celebrities, they have to have parameters. And they have to be told, hey, you can't do this or, hey, you can't do that. Um for a guy who makes money uh, cutting rhymes, if I could try to sound cool, wasn't the best promo at all. And then the physicality was Ufa. The debuts wasn't the best. And, you know, getting, thank God, that end result happened. Because if not, those are things that your entire, obviously they want to go with Swerve and, you know, Keith Lee. If that did not go as well as it planned, if the table, if uh, the cinder block didn't break, if he would have bounced off of it, um, it could have not killed two people's, I don't want to say kill their careers, but your angle is dead in the water. Uh, as, I mean, I have, uh, Twitter was a buzz you know, worst segment ever, like worst AEW segment. It just, it didn't, I don't, I don't know. It just didn't play well for me. It didn't play well for a lot of people. And like, if you're going to be uh, a manager or a heel endorser, you have to be, you know, especially in AEW where they have very, very strong promo people, you need to be that. And that wasn't the case from the intro Having Rick Ross there, cool, nice moment. Wow, he's here. Even aligning him with uh, Strickland, cool. But then, okay, what aspect is that going to be? And it it reminded me of um, what was that horrible uh, Hootie Who? What was his name? Paul, help me out. WCW, No Limit Soldiers. It was like comparable to that. Master P? Are you talking Master, Master P? Master P, yeah. That was like, 
and nothing against the, you know, these guys. It just that segment did not work and not work for me. It just didn't work again on the microphone, uh, the setup, all that stuff. The brawl, the physicality was just I, I don't know. It was just all over the place. Thankfully, we had that end result because if not two main players, Strickland, Keith Lee would have definitely have been affected in a very, very negative light where it's like, well, maybe we can't put them on TV for a little bit. Uh, Tommy, how much TV time did that segment get minutes wise? Approximately. I don't know. Um, I would like to say too, too long. Uh, did it get 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes? It was up there. Okay. Let's just call it 10 to 12. Educate our listeners. 10 to 12 minutes of TV time. How much prime real estate is that? Uh, if we talk about advertisers, uh, you could look up current rates of what it costs uh, to advertise on a TNT for one minute spot and then multiply it by 10. There's a lot of talent in AEW who would like to get one minute of TV time on Dynamite, let alone 10 to 12, which is approximately what that segment got last night. I don't even care that Rick Ross dropped an F-bomb. Let's chalk it up to a mistake. It could have been a mistake. We don't know. Rick Ross could have been high as a kite and just dropped an F-bomb by mistake. Or he could have been sober and dropped an F-bomb by mistake. It can happen. This is what I want to know. And this is why I thought the segment sucked. In 10 to 12 minutes, who got over? Hmm. Uh, hard to say. Like we said, we had a positive. It was the storyline was finally. That's where you want to use the WWE Jedi mind trick. The last 930 did not happen. Just remember the 30. And in packages and in a build, you can show what happened. And yeah, and Bully, like bringing a Rick Ross to your TV, that is going to garner some attention. But, you know, it has to garner it in a, a positive light. And you're when you're doing crossovers like with this, and AEW has done them successfully. You look at the Shaq. When Shaq showed up and had that match, it was great. And they have done where it gets a lot of people talking about it. You know, you and I talked about um, all the different views that it's going to get, but that one, the the wrestling community will kind of jump all over it if it's not good. And honestly, like you think about it when you do any type of crossover, think of if you brought that what happened and you dedicated it 10 to however minutes on at a concert. Do you think you're, Music fans that paid to see a concert would want to see wrestlers show up and do that stuff. So that that's kind of how you have to think of that balance when you're dealing stuff when you're dealing stuff with those celebrities. Okay, this is your world, but this is ours. But you're putting too much emphasis on the Rick Ross stuff. I want to know what wrestlers got over. I know the final scene of you know the 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 stomp and everything at least took the bad taste out of your mouth over the dog shit physicality Correct. and the dog shit on the microphone and everything that did not work. My problem is with all of that television time, who got over? And I think what we saw last night was a case of whoever came up with this idea 
not knowing how to truly get somebody over and the guys that were in the ring not knowing how to get themselves over. I looked at Swerve a couple of times and I saw this look in Swerve's eyes in Swerve's eyes where I'm saying to myself, this kid knows that this is not working. Right. I didn't see any piss and vinegar in Keith Lee. I didn't see that look in Swerve's eyes. And then you get the Boudreaux kid or what's his name? Um Paul, chime in here. What's the, the the kid's name who did the initial run in that got clotheslined out of the ring by uh, by Keith Lee? That would be Parker Boudreaux. Parker Boudreaux comes in and just looks like some cartoon '80s pro wrestler with the bad punches and just the the over the top facials which i guess over the top is better tommy because we could always pull him back than absolutely no charisma and facials at all but that didn't work to me then this grandin getsman kid comes in the ring and paul did some deep diving just to find out who this guy was and i guess he played in the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, baseball system. He made it as far as AAA, and then he wanted to become a wrestler, and I guess he's being trained by Jay Lethal. I personally don't believe that these guys are TV-ready or worthy at all. Do you? Uh, well, after that display, I would – you have to limit it. You know, you think about the bodyguards. Obviously, these two guys will be aligned. They'll look great uh in pictures and they'll look great when you have this force behind you if you're swerve because again swerve is the filet mignon these guys are the uh side pieces slash the appetizers when if you think about diesel because of the era Shawn michaels smaller but Shawn michaels one of the best friggin workers of all time but then he would hide behind diesel and Diesel, who was already in the business with a bunch of failed gimmicks already, then got his opportunity. And at one point, Kevin was really damn good in the ring for a guy his size. But what did Diesel do for the longest time? You and I talked about it when we talked about Mikey Whipwreck. He did nothing. He stand there and looked imposing. And then when a guy would get knocked down, Diesel would eventually pick him up and throw him into the ring. But with his littlest things, he did it's like, okay, and I always say this, I'm your coach. I'm a coach of a football team, and I hand you the ball because my star is needs a break, and I say, we're handing you the ball. Give me two yards. It's great if you score a touchdown, but all I need is two yards, and I hand you the ball, and you get me those two yards. And then guess what? I'm going to go back to you and say, hey, um, Remember when you got me two yards? Can you get me three? So we get another first down. And if you keep on doing that, then you'll be the star. I remember when, you know, Kevin threw his first big forearm or when he gave a big boot, when he was already a wrestler. But he did nothing except looking posing. And if you're going to, it's you have to reevaluate this group in the sense of, hey, what do you do best? Because that's what I need for you to do. Rick Ross is on hold, Tommy. Rick Ross is on the line right now. Really? <laughs> should we let him on or should we leave him on hold for a while and let him marinate a little bit? 
<clears throat> I like to hear this. Let's hear All right, it. let's let him hey. on. Welcome to Busted Open, Rick Ross. Hey, guys, this the biggest boss in the game, Rick Ross, and I would hate to see you squander the opportunity to talk to the biggest boss that's ever been on this fucking show. You see? I like what y'all got going on. My buddy Carlos Suarez, Fifth TV Suarez, I know you got some geeks on the laptops. Google them. You shot a lot of videos for me. Now, back to the business, back to the wrestling. It's the biggest boss, Ricky Rose. I grew up so, on legends. You dig? So, Rick, what was it like being on AEW Dynamite for you last night? It was real cool. I got up close on Keith Lee and realized how big his traps was. He had How, how no big net. is he? How big is Keith Lee, Rick? No, nah, he looked like he weighs me up close to him. He looked like he weighs between 360, 370. Well, I would like to hear you say on Busted Open what you said last night on national television. So I'll ask it again. How big is Keith Lee? He's a big motherfucker. He really is. <laughs> He's a big motherfucker. Hey, Rick, can I ask you, were you, uh, were you a wrestling really, fan? Am I what? Are you a wrestling fan? Of course I am. What kind of question is that? Well, I'm just uh, trying to get to know your history. How do you? Who do you go back? Like, who was your guy growing up? Oh man, it's too easy. I remember I started watching wrestling. My my grandmother, she used to have me watching wrestling. She used to chew snuff and watch wrestling back when the wrestlers were barefooted. They didn't wear shoes. If you know what I'm talking about, you might yeah, just start watching like wrestling the wild during the British Bulldog days. Yep. Oh, Jimmy well, Snooker awesome. was a legend. He used to jump. He used to jump in the sky the highest. Rick, I want to go Jimmy back to last Snooker night for a legend. second. Um, everybody's talking about the uh, the MF or bomb that you dropped on TV. When you went out in the middle of the ring, did you have any parameters? Did anybody in AEW talk to you and tell you what you were going to say? Were they mad that you said mf -er? Take us behind the scenes and let us know what went down before and after your segment. I'm taking you behind the scenes. This is the biggest boss in the game, Ricky Rose, so no one could tell me what to say. You see, it was a gift for me to be there, but I love AEW, but it was a huge gift. And when I got in there, um, I may have had other things on my mind, but like I said, when Keith Lee kind of turned his back to me and I realized the size and width of his shoulders and his trapezoids, I just had to express my heart. He's a big motherfucker. He really is. Well, that is awesome, and it's great to hear that you're a wrestling fan. And uh, thank you for calling in because I think it's awesome, and it is a gift that you're calling in. I know you're a very, very busy uh, man, and uh, also thank you for listening to the show and uh, going out there and clarifying because, you know, you had Twitter, as you always do, trending. And uh, so it was just uh, unique. Are you going to do more business or give us more gifts in uh, AEW? It's it's a good chance that AEW will get more gifts. I like Tony Khan. Tony Khan, a cool motherfucker. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel the energy. One time for all the real wrestling fans. One time for all the true fans that stood out in the cold to make it inside that arena. The ones who wear their plastic masks. The ones who drag their their belts on the cement as they walk into the arena. I love you guys. 
That is awesome. And that is, uh, that's a great shout out too, because yeah, man, the wrestling fans, they make it all worthwhile. And and you've been a part of some amazing crowds with your own performances, but that crowd last night was on fire for the, for the gift of professional wrestling. Most definitely. And, and we will, and we are number one in anything other than that are accusations, false accusations. Why couldn't you cut these promos last night? You're friggin' phenomenal. I love you. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Mark Henry, what's going on, my brother, my fellow Hall of Famer, our fellow co-host? How are you this morning? I'm doing good. Waking up with uh, 20 calls from (laughs) wrestling fans and people that I know. Like, hey, man, uh, Rick Ross is on Busted Open. And I'm like, Rick Ross is probably sleeping. And come to find out, they were making a call. Uh, it was Rick Ross. There you go. Confirmation right there from the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. 100%. And, um, man, like, you know, what y'all said about Jamie Hayter winning you over, Bully, uh, I knew she had that in her. But you, as you know, um, you have to be put in a position to garner that type of attention. And when you hold a title, you walk in the front. Everybody else walks behind you. It's like you have to you have to learn what it is to lead from the front. And a lot of people, you know, um, they take for granted when they see somebody with a title that they're just supposed to know it. It's just supposed to happen. That's not how it works. She's got Jamie's going to have to have another twenty matches like that to have the kind of career where we say Jamie Hayter was a major player in pro wrestling and, and, the, and the lore of uh, what champions are made of. She, she's a baby in, in the sense of where she's got to be. Agreed. And she matured uh, super duper fast. She had a great match last night. And, you know, we were a lot through this thread through the show. 
Mark were talking about, like maturity and growing up and growing up on television. There, there's a much bigger thing. But when you're handed that spot, it, when you're given that ball, it's time to run with it. And for a long time, she was side, you know, the side piece to Dr. Britt Baker. She was there for all her spots. And then I said, the coach said, hey, give me this. And she gave me this. And now it's no. Guess what? Now you're the star and continue to score us touchdowns. And that's what she did last night and delivered. It delivered big for me. It delivered big for a bully. And, I, and I'm glad it delivered big for you. Yeah. And I I, I thought that was Sheeta's best match. Yeah. I thought that. Bully said know, the same thing. She's had matches with uh, countless uh, AEW uh, top women wrestlers. And she's been champion herself. And and for, for us to be saying right now that her best match was last night means that Jamie is special. You, you, it, you're only as good as the person lined up across the line from you. And if, if they can bring something out that nobody else was able to bring out, then maybe you need to put the tight, like just let that person run with it. And I, I think that's what they're doing. You don't get a main event. Uh, on on television without the company believing in you. Mark, um, go ahead, Tommy. I was going to say, uh, Mark, we uh, what we also did to Rick Ross is what every uh, person in the territories always said uh, when they say, hey, Vince McMahon's on the phone, and they're like, ah, it's a rib, and we hang up on him. We did that to Rick Ross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Rick Ross, Mark, I mean, me, you, and Tommy are all in agreement last night about Sheeta versus Hater. We all loved it. Uh, what was your opinion on the Keith Lee swerve Rick Ross segment? I think it could have been tighter. Uh, I wish that, um, that that I had some input, but I didn't. Um, I, I feel like that there's a lot of young moving pieces that need to be ironed out. AEW is, is, is less than four years old. And, you know, people look at polished organizations like WWE and, and New Japan and um, – and even TNA to that uh, 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 impact, to that reasoning. But AEW's got some, some growing to do. It's got some uh, a learning curve that's pretty high and a lot of unbelievable talent. But still, from a, even from a business standpoint, you know, just the way you run things in the office, like there's a lot of things that have to be polished and polished up, and uh, I feel like that um, it will get better. Like it, it's not this. This is these guys. Some of those guys first time. Parker Boudreaux um, being out there in that spot, um, and man, that's 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 big. That's big time for him. Mark, to be able did you to think Parker? All of those people. Mark, did you think Parker Boudreaux and the other guy, Grandin Getzman? belonged out there last night? I, I don't think they necessarily did not belong out there. Uh, I would have liked to see them do some smaller things just to get acclimated. I saw people looking in the crowd. You, you know I, what I mean? You, what, what, wait, what, what, Mark, so I don't understand what that means. Like you seen the headlights? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, you you said they looked like deers in the headlights. Okay, and now I understand. There, there were there were there was a time where I was looking at Parker, and Parker was looking in the damn crowd. 
Gotcha. So there's, there's, they got to they gotta grow up fast. <laughs> you don't have the luxury of, uh, man, I'm going to get this out of my system on TV. And if, if you got to do that uh, five, five months ago, 10 months ago, a year ago, but they haven't had the experiences. So you know what? You get thrown out there. That's what happens. Uh, Mark, where did, did last night? Where did you watch the show from? Did you watch it from the back, or did you creep out there into the audience and watch it live? I watched from the monitor because okay. I want to see who else is watching from the monitor. <laughs> well, understand that. Understand that, Mark. When you notice that certain talent are not watching, do you tap them on the shoulder and remind them that they should be watching? You bet your sister's ass I do. <laughs> I wonder why. what took you so long to, to, to get over here. The show's already started. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of things, but you know how we are. The old school guys, we're gatekeepers. We're, we're bullies. We're, we're too aggressive because that's the way we had it. And, you know, kids are, kids are going to uh, raise their kids positively and negatively based off the fact of how they were raised. I find myself saying things that my mother said to me. <laughs> and and that's what needs to happen. I mean, we're not doing it because we're being mean. We're doing it because of their benefit, right? Sure. I do the walk around. When I say the walk around, uh, if I'm aging or if I know when I'm up aging, uh, I'll see who's in the back. I'll see who's playing video games while the show's starting, and uh, I'll uh, I'll make a mental note. And it's just like, hmm. Or especially when there's a main event and there's not people watching that main event, and then I always say to myself, "There's the big reason why they're not in the main event." Yeah, they don't know what that is, what the, what it feels like, what it looks like, what it sounds like the responsibility of it all. Uh, I had a, I had a student, I'll share a story with you guys real quick about how uh, you guys know how I am and uh, the level of respect. I think younger wrestlers should have for wrestling and you should always earn your spot and graduate to your spot and make sure that if, if you get an opportunity, it's well-deserved uh, I I went to the ring last night at the East uh, the other night at the ECW arena for my match against Cardona, and I looked down at the timekeepers table and I noticed that one of my wrestling students was at the timekeepers table, and she's a relatively newer student. She's been with me less than a year, and when I got to when I I didn't say anything to her that night, but when I got to the school the other day, I pulled her on the side and I said. What were you doing at ringside? She's like, oh, I was taking the, the wrestler's gear back to the, the dressing room for them. I said, okay, who asked you to do that? Which owner of the promotion or who was in charge that asked you to be in charge of the gear? And she said, nobody. I asked to do it. I go, why did you ask to do it? She said, because I wanted to be involved with the show. I said, okay, get in the ring. And she got in the ring, and I said, lock up and grab a front headlock. And she didn't know how to do it. 
I said, let me rephrase it. Grab a front face lock. And she didn't know how to do it. I said, you already forgot how to do a front headlock or a front face lock. One of the most basic things you learn in your first couple of months here. I said, grab a top wrist lock. She forgot how to grab a top wrist lock. So because she couldn't grab a front headlock or a, t- or a top wrist lock, I told her, you don't work any more shows. Because you have no business being inside the guardrails on a show if you can't remember the most basic of the basics. Agree or disagree, guys? 100%. Agreed. Hey, listen, I've been out of wrestling school almost 33 years, and I literally have heard Johnny Rods on podcasts. Tommy Dreamer was the first to get there, the last to leave. I used to have to kick that kid out. And not only was I paying this guy, but he knew how much I wanted it, and he saw that in me. And this is coming from a Hall of Famer. This is coming from someone who who basically helped me, uh, you know, with my baby steps. And then still to this day, because I've also seen Mark do it in AEW, one of the last to leave. Me and Mark, when we were in Pittsburgh, last to leave. I know you've seen it impact, Bully. I'm one of the last to leave, not because I have to, just because, like, and who's picking up the trash? Who's keeping up the locker room? <laughs> the last thing I said last night. Pick the trash up, water bottle, I don't care if it belongs to you or not. If it's on the floor, pick it up. Absolutely. Old school respect for the wrestling business. Mark, thanks for calling in uh, this morning. Thanks for giving your takes on uh, Sheeta versus Hater. I think we're all in agreement on that. And uh, you and your family have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Take care, Mark. Peace and chicken grease. <laughs> Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.